Hey, welcome to Space Gab. This is Mike Coletta. It's the 24th of February, 2021. Space Gab can be heard at www.spacegabpodcast.com. Well, I wasn't on last week for uh, personal reasons, but I'm on this week. And what happened last week? Wow, wow, wow. Mars Rover Perseverance successfully landed on Mars. Another seven minutes of terror as everything just went perfect. And this time, we actually even got to see video. Video of the landing. More than the landing. Quite a bit they've been sharing now uh, as more of the images come down. Just just everything. I mean, from the parachute to the actual uh, lander, you know, the, 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 the sky crane, what they're calling, and showing that. And as it drops, you can see the cables, and, and then it pans down, and you can see the actual uh, Perseverance rover itself uh, being put onto the surface of Mars. And just, just so many angles. It's it, We've never seen video uh, as clear or as detailed as we're seeing now with the landing of uh, the successful landing uh, of Perseverance. It's just amazing. It's just so cool to watch this and the engineering and the work that was done, the software and everything had to be just flawless, had to work flawlessly. And they captured the video, all those cameras on board. I mean, it was awesome. And now they've actually sent down, uh, 5,614 images as of this podcast being recorded. And when I finish this podcast, there's going to probably be a lot more, but, uh, all those images, raw images and enhanced images and just really cool. I mean, this is really awesome. And it's just what an amazing feat. But just to see the videos of the actual landing, the the, the entry and the landing and the, the slowing down and everything, it's just awesome. And now uh, those cameras are getting geared up. They're, the the batteries are charging better on the uh, on the vehicle. And I guess pretty soon we're going to actually see the little helicopter, the little drone helicopter. Uh, what is it? Is it Intrepid or something like that? I think the name is. I cannot remember. But it's going to be flying here once its solar batteries get charged up via the solar cells. And we'll see for another first on the surface of Mars. But just perseverance itself and the, the pictures it's sending back. I know we've seen pictures of Mars uh, via past landings that have been made and the different rovers. I've got a nice coffee table book that has quite a few of the other, the other, the older rovers. Uh, pictures, real, real detailed pictures. But this, it's always cool to see new stuff like this. And, and the types of cameras that they've got on this one are different from the last ones. And a microphone, actual microphones on Perseverance rover. And they've actually shared audio already, uh, of some of the winds on Mars. And I have a feeling we're going to hear actually even more as it, it's data comes down. So they're feeding a lot of data down, a lot of raw data from the surface of Mars via uh, the Perseverance rover, and I'm sure we're going to see a lot more. But isn't that cool? That was the big, I mean, the big news story of last week and even to this week. 
people are just amazed. It's you know Mars all over again. It's just it's something new, and and you know just it's so exciting. More people are getting into the uh, the space uh, game here and getting more excited with space. And I sure am excited. I've been excited, but I'm even more excited now seeing Perseverance. I I was not really worried, but I was hoping that all was going to go well, and and I was really busy. Uh, because of these, uh, what happened, uh, actually, I want to just share a little bit. My, my father passed on, uh, and I had to come out here to assist with, you know, things that happen after uh, a, a beloved family member passes on. And that's why I didn't have a show last week. But I'm ca- I kind of caught up now, so I decided I'll have a have a nice show and, and talk about perseverance. But I was still following everything. And I was pretty busy, so I didn't even get to watch the the live landing, the live uh, video feeds or anything. But I checked it out later, and I saw that Perseverance had made it safely on the surface of Mars, and I was really happy. But And there's more to come. There's a lot more to come as more data comes in. And then once the rover starts moving around and testing and doing all its experiments, that's going to be another phase besides just the photographs that they've been sharing. But people are really intrigued by these photos, really cool stuff. The news media really has been going all out on reporting. I mean, I've seen uh, news stories on stations I didn't think I'd see news stories about Mars Perseverance uh, just recently. So it's kind of cool that everybody's getting excited about this uh, this space epic uh, adventure. And uh, we're, I'm sure we're going to see a lot more, and I'll be talking a lot more, too, as time goes on. Perseverance on the surface of Mars safely and successfully. Well, it's been reported that SpaceX Falcon 9 has uh, done a accomplished a static fire test all uh, prior to the scheduled launch of uh, additional Starlink satellites coming up on Sunday. So a static test was completed. Uh, hopefully everything went successfully and they're ready for the launch of the next set of Starlinks. That's quite a few Starlinks going up, you know, 60 at a time, times whatever. Lots of Starlink satellites up there, but... We'll wait and see uh, if that launch actually does occur. SpaceX. And speaking of static test fires, SpaceX Starship SN10 performed a static fire test yesterday in preparation for an upcoming launch. Now, I'm not sure what the uh, Starship launch, when that's going to happen. And it's depending on a lot of things, I guess. But they did show a static test being performed via... Uh, a video captures from you know pretty far away, but th- it did fire the the Raptor engines, I guess. And uh, I haven't seen anything about the success or non-success of this test. But now we'll just have to wait and see. Another launch coming up. Let's see. That's SN8 and SN9 both did launch, and both ended in a uh, crash landing upon landing. And let's see what happens with SN10. Hope. You know, I'm sure things were going to be changing. I've, I've spoke on different podcasts in the past about uh, Elon Musk talking about doing things differently with SN10 that he did uh, did originally with SN8 and SN9. So we'll see if they are incorporating some differences the way they fire those engines uh, on SN10. We'll just wait and see. It's going to happen. Well, it looks like they have selected a second crew member to be an astronaut aboard the Inspiration4 orbital mission. Uh, going to be going up into space via a SpaceX spacecraft. Uh, a Saint, let's see, this one, this person is a St. Jude physician assistant 
and childhood cancer survivor, uh, Haley, I'll just say her first name, it looks like Arsenio, I'm not even sure how to pronounce it, I'm sorry, but if you go to my Twitter feed, the stories, all these stories I'm talking about are on there, it's uh, twitter.com slash spacegabpodcast, you can read about uh, Haley being selected as the second crew member now on the all-civilian mission to space, expected to launch later this year. Her last name is spelled A-R-C-E-N-E-A-U-X, and I haven't heard anybody talking about that, so I'm not sure how to pronounce that name, but go check out the story on the Twitter feed. But, yeah, second crew member selected for that launch. Well, since I last uh, had my podcast, it looks like a new Cygnus Supply spacecraft has launched and made it to the International Space Station successfully. And, uh, it was grabbed with the, the uh, robotic arm and docked with the space station, bringing up a whole bunch more supplies, uh, for the astronauts currently on the ISS. Looks like the Boeing Starliner spacecraft is going to take a little bit longer now to do its uh, second uncrewed test flight. It says the launch of second, of a second uncrewed test flight of Boeing's CST-100 Starliner spacecraft will now take place no earlier than April 2nd after replacement, after the replacement of avionics units on a spacecraft damaged by a power surge during ground processing. So a little bit, have to wait a little bit longer for that second uncrewed uh, test flight. Remember the, the first test flight, they had some problems and more, I believe, I think it was more fuel was used than expected because of some something, if I remember, something about the nozzles or something was firing more than it should have. So they didn't really have enough fuel to uh, properly complete the entire test. Didn't even make it up to the International Space Station, but they did do quite a few tests while still in orbit. But uh, then the, the spacecraft came down. Remember, uh, I talked about, and others talked about, NASA and Boeing talking and maybe NASA said, well, we, you know, thinking about maybe they didn't need to do a, a second, uh, uncrewed test, uh, that everything went well enough where they could try a crude test. Well, that was squashed. <laughs> People, there was a quite a bit of, quite a few complaints and, and pushback on that. So they did decide to schedule a second uncrewed test, but now that one's going to have to be uh, pushed to the right a little bit because of some damage on some uh, units. So we'll just have to wait and see if that uh, April 2nd, uh, no earlier than April 2nd date, actually changes again. We'll just wait and see, and I'll let you know. Kind of an interesting uh, news item. Juno actually saw, the, the spacecraft Juno, actually saw a space rock crash into the planet Jupiter. Kind of neat. I went, it's quite, a, quite an extensive article, and uh, they, they, to be able to see the thing, they had to use some uh, unique and creative camera uh, angles and possibly some, you know, photo, not photo shopping, but some photo uh, software enhancements and things like that. But sure enough, it actually, once you do see the, the images, you can actually see the, an object uh, crashing into the surface of Jupiter. You know, Jupiter, you know, so being so big and being where it is, is probably pelted quite a bit by a lot of asteroids and other things. Um, but, you know, for the spacecraft to actually catch it like that. Now, we've seen other spacecraft uh, c- 
cameras catch uh, other unique uh, impacts, even into the sun itself. Things hit it going into the sun. But uh, this one was kind of interesting and intriguing. So you want to go check out that nice little story. You can go to the Twitter feed, twitter.com slash podcast. And last week, uh, the Progress cargo spacecraft, another Progress cargo spacecraft was launched and uh, attempted, it attempted to dock with the International Space Station, I guess, but uh, they couldn't do the automated docking. And they had, a number of attempts were made. Turns out that they figured out uh, there was damage to one of the antennas that is used during this docking sequence, actual damage to the antenna. I guess during uh, the launch at uh, fairing separation. So when the fairing did uh, separate from the spacecraft to expose, you know, the uh, the portion of the spacecraft that was covered by that fairing, it actually damaged the antenna. And some uh, stills, still photos, it might have been even video captures, showed that the actual antenna damage. It did show that part of the the upper one of the parts of the antenna, the dish was actually severed off. So, and, you know, what you really couldn't see is if there was any other portions of the antenna that were damaged also. Because, you know, the, the, when the spacecraft was so close, I, w- I just wondered if the dish was actually needed uh, for aiming purposes. But, you know, I don't know the, the design features of that, that system. So I guess it was damaged enough where the automated docking wasn't able to be uh, made. So they actually had to do a manual docking, which was successful, to get that uh, Progress Supply cargo ship uh, docked with the ISS. But it's docked, and it was because of antenna damage. Well, on a previous podcast, I had talked about the acquisition of Aerojet Rocketdyne uh, by Lockheed Mountain. Well, it apparently appears that Raytheon Tech plans to formally oppose Lockheed Martin's proposed $4.1 billion acquisition, uh, actually $4.4 billion acquisition of the rocket engine manufacturer. So they say that the Raytheon CEO, Gregory Hayes, said Wednesday that the formal opposition is going forward. So remember, I actually found out my sister actually worked for, I remember she worked for the company. Uh, she worked for Aerojet Rocketdyne uh, w- way back when. And, uh, you know, that's what I guess I was, we were talking about it a little bit. But uh, this, there's quite a bit of this type of thing goes on where different companies oppose, and, you know, and then you just, just have to wait to see what happens. But uh, Lockheed Martin wants it. And possibly, you know, Raytheon may also want it. That's otherwise, why would they be opposing it? But we'll, we'll never, we'll probably never know all the goings on behind scenes. We'll just have to wait until we figure out if the opposition to the acquisition is successful or not. So somebody will eventually be taking over, uh, the Aerojet Rocketdyne company. We'll just have to wait and see who that somebody is. Oh no, is our planetary defense in trouble? Are we not going to be protected from deadly asteroids? No, I don't think it's going to be that bad, but it says NASA delays launch of planetary defense mission. 
NASA will delay the launch of a mission designed to test one technique for deflecting a potentially hazardous asteroid, although that delay won't affect the spacecraft's arrival at its target. NASA announced on February 17th that it will postpone the launch of its double asteroid redirection test, DART, mission from its primary launch window of July 21st to a new launch window starting August 24th of this year. So that is going to be launched uh, via a SpaceX Falcon 9 from Vandenberg Air Force Base in California. So don't worry. We're still going to have tests of those devastating asteroids. Deflect them. Hmm. Once you deflect them, where do they go? This story can turn out to be very interesting. Russia ops for lunar project with China over continued cooperation with ISS partners beyond LEO. Russia is preparing to sign a memorandum of understanding with China to cooperate on a vision for an international lunar research station. Can you imagine this? I mean, this is, this is big. This is very big. Uh, and now they're, this is, this is just in the startup phase. Memorandum of upper understanding. Memorandum of upper understanding. So, uh, once they get this thing penned out and, and agreements made and plans done, they've already got some, uh, concept, uh, drawings, artist, uh, conceptions of this lunar research station. International lunar research station. It just, you know, this is this is big. Now I know that the U.S. is, you know, keeping an eye on the space race as far as Russia and China, China especially. They're really watching what China's doing. But now, to have Russia and China teaming up for this, you know, we we teamed up with Russia and uh, others uh, for the International Space Station, and of course, you know, because of political ways, there's you know, China doesn't participate in our ISS program. But this this is major. I mean, the U.S. has been wanting to go to the moon, back to the moon, and then to Mars. And now this is like a direct competition uh, with the U.S. against Russia and China now for a, for a lunar base, a research station to be used by, you know, internationally by many countries possibly. So this this one... This one, if I were you, I'd keep my eye on it because this has all kinds of implications. All kinds of implications. It's going to be an interesting one. I'm going to delve more into this. Something is, is this as this continues and and uh, things come out about this. It's going to be an interesting read. I'll tell you that. Right now, just go to the Twitter feed and you can read the story. And I'm sure it's been talked about elsewhere because uh, eventually, uh, this is going to be one of the probably one of the biggest uh, space stories. Uh, coming out, I would imagine, because this this is a big one. Well, in past podcasts, I've talked about the Axiom Space uh, Space Station and what their plans were to build this space station to attach it to the ISS first and different phases and and, and eventually get to something much larger that possibly would be taking over uh, as the commercial space station once the International Space Station deorbits. And that I, it was called the X station, AX station. 
Well, now I guess they've been really raising some money lately. One of the uh, the latest uh, news items I saw that they raised 130 million dollars in funding. Now they're going full tilt into scaling production of uh, this, these private space stations and flying passengers into orbit to go to these private space stations. So Axiom Space is pushing pushing the envelope here. Uh, and, and as more people are, I know they were talking about possibly, you know, like a hotel type thing in space there, but different phases will be done with this, uh, Axiom Space, these modules first off. But, you know, they're, they're going full bore here, raising money, the, the kind of funding needed to put these space stations into orbit. And, uh, eventually I'm guessing that, and they were talking about in the past that working in conjunction with SpaceX to, uh, get their, astronauts and private uh, and their civilians up to these space station modules and then eventually be becoming uh, the only space station up there although other countries like China is currently working very diligently on their own space station so you know you're going to see a lot more countries getting into the uh, the works on these space stations and now as i just told you uh, a lunar a lunar research center uh, China and Russia, but you know, space as I as I always say and I joke about it, space is the place, and and a lot of people are seeing that. I guess back on the 16th of February, Starlinks uh, were were launched via the SpaceX uh, Falcon 9, and you know how normally their their first stage booster returns to Earth, and so they can reuse it. Well, apparently this time they had some kind of anomaly. With the booster, something about the burn it looked like. You can actually see in videos of the, uh, the booster, the, the, the re-entry burn, I guess, uh, kind of fizzled out or something happened with it, but they lost their, uh, their stage, first stage. It wasn't able to uh, land properly and I guess it crashed into the ocean. But th- that doesn't happen a lot. That does not happen a lot, but it did for some reason. I'm sure they're going to go back over, uh, everything to see what actually did happen. And then correct that if, if they can. Something about people were speculating about seeing possibly, uh, a fuel or something possibly coming out of the, out of the, uh, spacecraft, uh, more than it should have, but I don't know. There's, people always speculate. They'll look at the, the videos that they've, they've seen, or people will be taking videos or things like this. We'll just have to wait and see what actually SpaceX, SpaceX's findings are, uh, before we can actually see what actually did happen, so. That's what happened. And the Mars orbiter, uh, the orbiter that's uh, carrying the uh, Mars rover for China, the orbiter Tianwen-1 that entered Mars orbit uh, before the Perseverance landing, actually started sharing some cool videos. They started China started sharing some cool videos of the Tianwen-1 Orbiter as, as it's now in Mars orbit prior to, re, uh, releasing the actual rover to, for landing on Mars. Real cool videos of the spacecraft passing and the planet Mars. And that was kind of cool to see. Anytime you see some cool stuff that has to do with space and planetary uh, spacecraft and, and sharing and on and taking images and, and videos and things like that, it's always really neat to see because, you know, you figure out how far away they are, how long it took them to get there, and how far they've got to be broadcasting that signal, how long it comes takes to come back to Earth, and, and everything that's involved in that entire mission. 
all these accomplishments that are made in, in the, the space industry nowadays. But really, really cool to see. So I've got a number of those videos uh, linked on the Twitter feed, twitter.com slash podcast if you want to go check them out. So that's it. Until next time. Space Cowboys, it's ready back to us.